Hello everybody and welcome to an OV Community Spotlight session and today we've got Scott Scowcroft with us and Scott is uh, going to be talking about Hangouts and repurposing and how we can use Hangouts in marketing. So it's going to be a great Hangout. Uh, I know, I've known Scott for quite a while, connected through Google Plus, so I know his experience of Hangouts is going to be really, really good. I'm just going to give uh, Scott opportunities just to introduce himself. And Scott, just tell us a little bit about your background, where you come from originally, and uh, you know how you've ended up. Okay. In well, this sure. Area. Sure. I, I will. And, and thank you for thank you for having me uh, on your program. And I'm, I've just really been looking forward to to today's uh, hangout. Um, this is uh, really kind of special for me, and I, I hope that we'll be able to. Uh, impart some really great information this after, you know today. I, I, I was going to say this afternoon, but it depends on where people are listening because these hangouts go around the world and they can also be viewed uh, obviously in replay as well. So I um, huh, I first came online in terms of social media and Google Plus right at about exactly the time that Hangouts on Air were introduced. Hangouts were going for a while and Hangouts were just kind of private video calls between people. And on May 7th of uh, 2012, they uh, Google announced that uh, things would go live and that they could have an audience and that it would be uploaded to YouTube. And they took a week or two to roll it out for everyone. So really this is the third anniversary of Hangouts on Air as we know them. And uh, that paradoxically is, uh, about the uh, first week or two that I had decided that I would pivot from working for a corporation or for a company, or in my case, it was a hospital district, uh, and become a private entrepreneur. And I, I classify myself as a, an entrepreneur, a reluctant entrepreneur who never looked back. Some of the early advice that I got was be first and be uh, uh, overwhelming in terms of being online. Uh, it, but it took me a year to figure out that the thing to be first in and the thing to be overwhelming with were Hangouts on Air. I, I was doing other things in social media. So that was May of the next year. And then the year following that, I officially hung out the Scott treatment, which takes Hangouts on Air, like what you and I are doing right now, and repurposes them for any number of reasons. And that's what we'll talk a little bit about today. Learned a lot about it. And then May of this year, I pivoted to include not only repurposing Hangouts on Air, but being a person who helps out in terms of video for online courses. So this has um, all come together quite nicely. Okay, so I'm just going to say hi to a few people in the panel. Um, Paula Gilfoy, hi. Uh, Rob, Creature Designs there as well, hi. And Sue's there, and I'm sure, uh, Sue Mosley, and I'm sure a few other people will be joining us as we go along. Um, before we get going, Scott, I just want you to share a little bit about this idea of uh, citizen-produced content. Now, I've heard you use the phrase, I want you just to expand on that a little bit so people get an understanding if we use that term in the actual Hangout. Uh, and that was repurposing. So uh, one of the thing, one of the one of the features of Hangouts on Air is that they are citizen-produced videos, which is different than what we've had in the past because in the past there have been uh, professional studios, not unlike what you have, Mark, and there would be a crew in the control room and there'd be talent in the studios and there'd be tons of pre-production planning and then people would all come together and because there was so much pre-planning and everyone was so professional and the equipment was so high level you could get something on video and take it out and it would be it would be broadcast quality they would say well with citizen produced uh, videos we just our, our own technical directors, our own talent, we, we put together our shows. And for live, that really works because there's a lot of excitement that is, is there and people are kind of understanding and so forth. We, we have a relationship with our audience many times. And Hangouts on Air 
can work really well when they're live. And my experience is that there's probably a, a week or two footprint that people can come in and watch in replay. But after that, the, that's about the shelf life of most citizen produced hangouts on air like we're experiencing right now. Uh, after a while, uh, people don't care what the weather looks like. Uh, they, they're okay with a little bit of chit chat and, and so forth. But when someone comes to a, a, a video six months down the road, they just want something that is seamless and goes smoothly and doesn't waste their time. And they've got just certain information that they want to be able to have. So that's where repurposing the citizen produced hangouts come in. You edit them in a way that brings the production values up almost to the same value that the broadcast quality of when you have a crew and a technical crew and you know the talent and all of those sorts of things. Um, and I've heard you, Scott, I've heard you sort of link this idea of citizen produced content. Because when I think of it as, you know, I look at that definition you've got there. So citizen produced content. Uh, we've got Hangouts and Air, we've got YouTube videos, and now we've got Udemy, which is really, really interesting. We've now got a platform where we can take citizen produced training and put it out there. So it, there's a massive shift, isn't there, in, the, in, in video, online video, and who can now access and do, you know, uh, video marketing as well. Yeah, and and I I view online videos in general and Udemy in particular as the next big thing, um, and by that I guess what I mean is that Hangouts on Air are a little bit unfocused, and when we do Hangouts like this, you have you know, you're lucky if you've got twenty or thirty viewers, most most people, and it can go up a little bit. But one thing that Udemy does is it provides a a structure from within which uh, videos can can fit that are highly professional uh, that allow for a, a great pedagogy they they have quality controls they there are ways that citizens all you need to do is follow some of the best practices of udemy and and get the production values up a little bit and uh, and there's a course that is what we call evergreen. It'll, it will it will be great uh, today. It'll be great in two weeks, and uh, all other things being equal, it will be great in six months. And if the if something changes, if there's a, you know new information that comes out, you can always update it so that any dated material can be replaced with something that that's that's more current. So that, it's that's that's quite interesting, Scott, because that's actually there's a couple of differences there, isn't it? Like YouTube and a Hangout on there, you cannot update that. There is no way that I know of actually editing that video and actually updating it. Uh, you can you can make a copy, but now you've lost all your traffic. Um, but the other thing you picked up, I wanted to point out there to people as well, is that when you're first coming to producing video content, especially training courses, Udemy, like you just said, and I just wanted to seize on that, Udemy lead you through how to structure a course. And people don't realize sometimes when you go in, you start creating a Udemy course, and it's got you know, it says basics and it says, you know, curriculum and description. What it's really doing is training you to actually deliver a much more professional course than if you just stuck a video on YouTube. So by default, putting it on Udemy is going to make you more professional because they're demanding that of you. Yeah, it's it's that we all have, I think, but in particular, there are those who have an expertise that is uh, within them. They've they've gone to school, they've got years of experience, and now they want to share it with the the world. And they might want to share it for philanthropic reasons, or because it's self satisfying, or it might be that it's something that they want to share because, quite frankly, they can they can make money. And people used to do this. Uh, at least in the United States, there's the um, what is it called? The dummies, you know, uh, Excel for dummies and so forth. So people would write books and, and that series had, was also very formatted. Anytime anyone picked up a, a dummies book, you knew that you would, you would be, you'd have certain types of chapters and certain types of quizzes. And so that publication was uh, in print. What I think Udemy is doing uh, for online. And uh, 
Udemy provides that 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 bridge between the knowledge that I have inside me and your eyes and your ears and you're being able to receive it. So um, and then there's another missing link and that is just the video itself and as I understand it most Udemy courses have to be mostly video though they can have stills and, and audio uh, it's the, the real backbone is what we're doing right now and that would be video and one of the great things about it is the eye contact that uh, the people can that the students can have with us and they can see the Mm. I'm going to come to that in a minute, Scott, because I want to talk about Hangouts in this sense. Before we do, I just want to welcome a few more people. Uh, hi, Olivier. He's in the thing. Christy Lambert, Tom Gillies, great to have you here. Um, Christine uh, Bowen, good to have you there. And uh, quite a few people dropping in. Philomena says hi. So Philomena's there, and she's going to be sitting here doing exactly what we're talking about tonight because she's going to be sitting here watching for nuggets that she can repurpose. And we're going to come to that later. But um, just Olivia, Olivia has just asked the question, how do you practice? Well, Olivia, if you check last week's Hangout, there was a, a, a resource on there uh, where uh, Melanie, what's Melanie's surname? It's just gone from my head, uh, Scott. Melanie. No, <laughs> I no. know Melanie quite. Yeah. yeah, my head's gone. My head's gone. But Melanie was on the last uh, hang, Hangout. Sorry, Melanie. I forgot your surname. Uh, Melanie was on there, and she's got a, a place where you can go and practice Hangouts. But what you can do is you can actually just make a video call, because Olivia, Olivia's asking, how can you practice Hangouts? You can actually just make a video call with someone. It doesn't have to be a public Hangout. So when you go into the Hangout section in Google+, and you, you, you'll have an option to go Video Hangout or Hangouts on there. If you want to practice someone, just go Video Hangout. That won't be live, and also it won't uh, be recorded, is my understanding. So I just wanted to deal with that quickly. But types of Hangouts on Air, Scott, because we can say Hangouts on Air, but I want to break that down a little bit, you know? I want to, you know, what, there's, there's so many different types of programs out there, you know, that people are creating. It's really exciting. But what are some of the different types of Hangout on Air people can produce? Because they could look at what we're doing. We're doing something very specific here, but this is not the only type of Hangout. And I know you've got so much uh, experience in the Hangout uh, community, and you, you, know, you know a lot of the shows. What sort of some of the, the styles that have stood out for you that you think maybe sure. Udemy instructor could use? Sure. Well, uh, the, the first I think would be, oh, uh, specifically for Udemy, um, that, well, they're talking heads, and that's what you and I are doing. And I thought you were you were talking about the different types of uh, genres uh, for which talking heads might be uh, just a subcategory. Let's no, do that. I, no, what I was saying, Scott, was more about the styles of the shows of Hangouts that are on Google+. So like yeah. you've got Mia Voss. Are you with me? You've got Ronnie Spencer's style. You've got the Ray Bunch, which you, you're involved in. There's what, right. what I want people to understand is not one way to use this tool called Hangouts, is there, to create one type of content. People are making magazine shows, they're doing interviews, discussions, debates, game shows. There's so much going on. So I just wanted you to share some of those sort of things that you've seen you thought really sort of stood out. Sure. Um, well, uh I, I suppose you could start with just the the one-to-many sort of communication. Someone will sit down and they will have something that they want to share, and they'll they'll just hit play, and it doesn't matter if anyone's you know particularly watching or not because they're just creating something, and it'll be on YouTube, and they will uh, they will be able to see it. Then there are the 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 interview programs are the ones in which there are more, multiple people who are in the film strip. And uh, and with a subcategory of that, I suppose, would be a conversation where people just and and that's what you and I are having right now is that we're having a conversation. And you know, I'll say something, and and that's for you to say something. You have an agenda, but and you're kind of interviewing me. Then you can migrate to the another level, and that would be a formal interview. And and this is where you have a skill set that. Uh, you will have me on and you you will like a um, 
a, a border collie, you'll direct me down a particular path. And maybe that's what you're doing right now. And if I get off topic a little bit, you'll gently bring me back and so forth. So this might be more of an interview uh, component. There are some people who have how-tos or, or you know, entertainment programs where they, they have uh, uh, musical instruments, uh, those sorts of things. And then I imagine uh, you mentioned game show and uh, next week, uh, Michael Daniels will have a six hour marathon that he has. Now there's just all sorts of different styles that a person can have, but I think the bread and butter for hangouts on air are when you have two or two, three or four people in the film strip more than four or five people and then it, it gets a little unwieldy and there's an hour's worth of information that is imparted and that's the first step so what 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 i think what i'm trying to bring out here and as you know you've got some great examples there is people need to think of this like as you can almost create your own tv channel and we've heard that expressed in hangouts we're familiar with this idea you've got your own tv show so you've now got your own TV. Now, how you actually use that TV show, like with the OV community, is very collaborative marketing. It's getting people in here, getting them known, getting them out there. That's that's our focus here is to help Udemy instructors get themselves out there, get known in on 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 uh, you know in the Google Plus circuit, in the Hangout circuit, and also in the YouTube circuit when they start creating video content there. But I just wanted people to realise that. Just watching this doesn't, that's not the only way they can use Hangouts. It's such a powerful tool. And really, you know, any sort of TV sort of program you can think of in some way, you know, if it's sort of uh, discussion or that sort of thing, competition where there's people just interacting, talking, and it's head to head, you're, you can do this. So, no matter how, what sort of Udemy course you can create, there's some type of Hangout you can actually create that will engage the audience. Now, What's some of the benefits of the Hangout on Earth, Scott? Do you think? Well, uh, one of the one of the benefits most people most people think, and I think it's the least benefit, um, is well. Okay, I, actually, I'm going to rephrase your question a little bit. I thought, well, the okay, I got it. The benefit of Hangouts on Air, I believe, for someone who's new to video is that it's a playground, it's a sandbox. So if you're a Udemy instructor, but you don't have a lot of experience in video, then just get on and, and do it and maybe have a weekly series or whatever it is, and you'll become familiar with the technology, you'll be able to uh, hone your on-camera skills, They'll be, you, you can experiment. One of the things that I have problems with even to this day is making eye contact with the camera because I prefer to look at you in the eye, Mark, and yet it's really making eye contact with, with the audience that I should be doing. So all of this. So the first and foremost benefit, I think, of Hangouts on Air is that it allows people to go from being lay people to actually being semi-professionals and just in terms of the craft of, of video video production. The second is that it allows someone to assert their authority and to be able or assert their knowledge and start building authority in terms of uh, getting rec public recognition. And there are a number of reasons for wanting to be able to do that. And we call that creating social proof, don't we? And that's actually, that's the one I was really going for. So I'm pleased you really picked up on that. Hangouts on there create, can create can create incredible social proof. Can you explain why, Scott, to people that might not understand that concept? How, how is it that Hangouts on Air creates such incredible uh, social proof? Well, if, if for no other reason, when one has a Hangout on Air, it is automatically uploaded to YouTube and providing that it's optimized properly and, and you have uh, courses yourself that that go into great detail on, on that. It's indexed almost immediately by Google. And then when someone is out there demanding information, they're saying, I want to know thus and such. If you have already answered that, uh, uh, Todd Hartman talked about uh, YouTube being uh, and search being like eHarmony, bringing the, you know, the, the two together, um, uh, people demanding some uh, information and you're able to provide it. And by virtue of their spending time watching your video, and then maybe there's a call to action to uh, your, your, 
your website or your blog and they're spending time with that, all of a sudden, you know, Google will be looking to you before anyone else because you have proven by the people who've already visited you the uh, that you are the expert beyond what others because there might be a hundred people talking about exactly what you're doing and yet if you're skillful enough then you will be the one that will have proven yourself and and that's what you really want is to prove yourself to google so that your name will appear above others when people search that's that i think is probably the core of the value of getting putting information out and, and then the other side of that as well Scott, isn't it is that you know people get to see that you actually know what you're talking about and that's really really key because it, you know you've got you've got this okay so you can come and buy my course you don't know me there's a few reviews there's a description you don't know anything about me if you come across a hangout and all the questions you know and i'm talking and i'm sharing my knowledge about what you want to understand when you hit um that video when you know when you say when you have that e-harmony experience all of a sudden someone can check you out for free and that's really important to understand because they can move from that free to premium then but if you are not in the marketplace, if you're not displaying your expertise, and this is a standard practice of what we call content marketing, they can't move. There's no stepping stone. So I don't know if you wanted to add anything to that, Scott. Yeah, uh, there there are three steps. First of all, and that's what I was talking. What I was talking about is you've got to become known. You've got to separate yourself from the crowd. But even if you separate yourself from the crowd, that's not enough. People have to then evaluate you, and that's where the hangout on air comes. And they can evaluate you more quickly and more deeply with a hangout on air than maybe written words or some of the other ways that are out there. And then I'd say there's even a third element. They can evaluate. They can find you. They can evaluate you. But what the heck, they also have to like you. So, mm -hmm. you know, and, and Hangouts on Air allows you and the advice that people have and uh, is, and I'll tell you, I'll tell a brief story about this, uh, is that just be yourself, be vulnerable, be professional and be and so forth, but don't, you know, just be yourself and then they'll let the chips fall where they may. Uh, when I first started with Hangouts on Air, uh, I, I did it with uh, our co-host, Jess, uh, Jessica Duell, and our first eight or nine shows were pilots. We didn't advertise them. We were just kind of, because I wanted to edit them together and make them kind of perfect before anyone would happen. And there's a person whose name is Ray Hilt, and he happened to see one of our unedited Hangouts on Air, and he, he called me up and he said, I love it. And I said, no, you're not supposed to see it because it's, it, you know, it's just, and he said, but that's what I liked about it. I liked that you were just being you. So I had relaxed during the broadcast of the Jess and Scott show, uh, thinking, oh, well, if I make a mistake, I can sanitize it later. But it was just my being, my, and I, I, it clicked inside me, and I said, okay, from now on, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to be myself and let the chips fall where they may. And that served me well, I hope, ever since. So that would be the advice. That's, that's brilliant, Scott. I really like that because... You know, there is there's this massive sort of debate in the Udemy community at the moment, and you know we covered it last last week when we were talking about camera fear, and you know that discussion was a great discussion. Um, and what was really what's really really interesting is that you know people don't want to be on camera for this, you know for for different sort of reasons. But you're right. If you expose your vulnerability, if you get out there, you people actually get to know you. And there's something amazing that happens with Hangouts on Air. And I know you've probably experienced this. When someone's watched a few of your Hangouts on Air, you then might meet them in a future Hangout on Air, and they'll be like, I feel like I know you. And there's something magical about Hangouts on Air, especially like this. That it creates a connection because people can see your expression, your movement, your energy. And I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this. When I do my videos and I do a Udemy video, people will often say to me, you're not as live, as dynamic as you are when you're just normal, when you're natural. 
You know, so this is just a fantastic opportunity for people to see. And if they don't like it, that's fine. They're not a client. They're buying the, the instructor. But if they do, it's thinking. So that can be really, really powerful, can't it? That, that, and I really love what you're just bringing out there. That, that relationship it can generate in a hangout, I don't think there's anything else out there that can do that because it's so raw and natural and real. And and this this is something that you and I and and Christine who I see and and Sheila hi Sheila and you know I'm looking at the the people who are in the comment stream and I feel so close to so many of them I uh, the, there's uh, Melanie Hall and so forth and all of these people all of us know what you're saying to be true and when I don't know what your experience is Mark but when I talk about this to to non G plus people or to people who haven't experienced it personally, they don't get it. I mean, it's just like talking to a, a stone wall. They think, no, uh, personal is the only way to go. And the other component is then you meet some of these people in person. And I've had that pleasure uh, three or four times. And it's just like picking up as if you're old friends. Uh, I drove down to, I'm in Seattle, Washington, and we drove down to Portland, which was like three or four hours. And there were four people around a table, and I knew three of them from Hangouts. And we all hugged and how are you and things like that. We're all friends. And then there was one person who I didn't know through Hangouts, and it was shaking, glad to meet you. I mean, just these Hangouts. So people get to know you and they get to like you. and Quite frankly, all you have to do is be on a number of Hangouts, and then after a while, you become very comfortable with it. And the reason is, in a Hangout, you're in your own environment. You're in your own home office. You're in your own home. You're surrounded. It, it's just a small square, uh, and it's not the same as being on a stage with people in an auditorium and bright lights in your eyes and things like that. So you're already in, a, in a, an environment that is safe and comfortable for you. And I think that makes a big difference as well. I think you're right. And I think it makes a huge difference when you actually come to talk recording Talking Heads for a Udemy course. Because, and I think a lot of Udemy instructors will struggle because they're coming straight to a really high standard of Talking Heads. But they can't do ums, they can't do ahs, then they're uncomfortable in front of the camera, you know. And it comes back to Olivia's, uh, Olivia's question earlier about, you know, getting, you know, it, it gives you confidence in front of the camera. You're so, after a few hangouts in there, you just get so used to being on the camera. Anyone in the world could watch if you broadcast it. You get so used to being under the spotlight that it becomes really powerful. But I wanted to ask a question now, though, Scott. Okay, what I want to link together. And, and this is the really important link because we're talking about Hangouts, but hang, I, I would I would say it, this is this is a really good model for you to be instructor. I don't know what you think about this. And Scott is not pre-prepared on any of these questions, so I'm really sort of throwing it at him today. Uh, but I know he's up for it. So, so communities plus Hangouts plus YouTube. Now, there's a really interesting natural flow there, which I want us to get into, Scott. So communities, Google Plus communities, and I'm talking about Google Plus communities because that's a natural home for a Hangout, a Google Plus community, a Hangout, and YouTube. You know, I want us to just briefly talk how they work together and why they're so powerful. Okay, so communities, Hangouts, and YouTube. Um, when you talk about communities like the one that you have, OVEE, -E, is that that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is the the way I think about it is that what makes all of this so powerful is that there is a suite of both communication and collaboration tools that are made available to us and made available to us for free, incidentally. Uh, community is where there are a number of people who are of like mind who are gathering 
together in there are public communities and there are private communities. There are communities that anyone can come in or you it's a public one, but you have to be approved first and, you know, those sorts of things. So it isn't necessarily that the community is inherently good or bad. It is just it's like technology. It is what it is. And it is however the members make it to be. And in my opinion, if there is great leadership within a community and the community is, is around a topic that is of interest and, and so forth, there's a lot of energy, uh, it's one of the most powerful things that you can have in the world. And we're used to this in terms of our own local communities you know, our, our neighborhood, you know, there's a, we, we, in Seattle, well, throughout America, there are, you know, communities that are neighborhood watches, so that neighbors who never talk to each other, otherwise, they get together, and they're, and, and they say, we'll look out for each other, and if you see someone who is, you know, a little suspicious, then we'll go ahead and call the cops. And if there's, you know, there's all sorts of things like that. Well, one of the things about Google and one of the things about the internet is that it has erased geography from the equation. So you can find people in a very narrow niche around the world, people just like you, and that allows for, for scope or volume, a critical mass, because if there are only two people, then it's you know, not that much of a community, but you've got 750 people in your community and you've only done this since Christmas time, right? Boxing day. So uh, get a, get people who are like-minded together and then have the ability to help each other. So there's a cultural component to it. Uh, and I'm not trying to sell you my product and you're not trying to necessarily sell me my, you know, what we're trying to do is we're trying to help each other and lift each other up. Uh, and that's now, where the community comes in. Yeah. So now we've got community, and we. So, but we've had community for a long time, Scott. Okay. But where where's there the magic a, of hangouts now? Magic of hangouts. Yeah, community. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So now hangouts are the fuel. It's the gasoline that you pour onto the community. It. It. I. I. I like saying that. You know, 200 years ago, there was news that would happen, and it would take two weeks for it to travel a few hundred miles. So, in in the United States, huh, we didn't know that we had independence from you. You know, you UKers. You know, for two weeks, many of the colonies. Now, of course, it's instantaneous. So, uh, Hangouts on Air are a tool that allows. How can I phrase it? It's it's it. The video is one of the most powerful ways to build relationships and to convey information. So now that's just like everyone getting together uh, at the local Grange or in in a meeting room, and we get to we get to interact with each other. And one of the things about Hangouts on Air is because of the comment stream, it can be interactive. It just it just makes a potential community that much stronger and that much more responsive absolutely that and, and that's and that's what i want people to really think about when they think of terms of hangouts on air just take a step back and think in terms of community especially if you've got um a niche area don't be frightened to have other udemy instructors in there don't be frightened to have other people that have got the same offering you know it's a community and and hangouts add some magic to that community because yes you can put a post in the stream but people like talking to people. Like, I love the comments, you know, like I've got Christine in the, in the Christine L. Bowen saying, um, if Udemy adds a live stream component, that would be the holy grail. So I just want to briefly touch on that. And this is the power of this in the community is, you know, Udemy used to have that, Christine, and they got rid of it. So now if you want to do that, you do it through Hangouts on Air because Hangouts on Air gives you the same thing. And in one sense, it's good because you own that content. That content now goes on to YouTube. Um, so you've got the, you know, you've got all these, potential, you know, links you can make within side the community. And then something else magical happens because now you've you've got your community, you've had this hangout, and now this hangout goes onto YouTube. And I want people to just before we go into that, because you said something earlier, you said something about you can have like 30, 40 people. Okay, so this show we get between 30 and 50 people on every episode, which is great for a hangout on air. But people might look at that and say, well, you know, this program on TV gets a million viewers a week. Remember, it's a niche community subject. However, 
one of our videos, one of these Hangouts on there, is at nearly 3,000 hits in less than uh, 10 weeks, I think it is, or maybe, no, maybe I've got it wrong, maybe 14 weeks. But it's nearly at 3,000 hits. It's an hour-long Hangout on there. So, Scott, you know, so now we've got community, we've got the Hangout, and now it's gone to YouTube. So what, what's, what's your thoughts on that? So you well, I'm now. I'm, now I'm kind of making it up. Uh, it, it pops into my head that YouTube is a little bit like it is. Udemy and YouTube are are peers, or there there's they are analogous to each other. Because when you go onto the Udemy platform, there are and you know this better than I. Are there eight million people who who turn to Udemy? saying i'm interested in the course and this is where this is the catalog that i'm going to look at well if there are eight million there are 800 million people more than that who go to youtube when they have a question about something so it breaks it out to strangers people who we don't know who will never know us who you know but we have something that they want and they are looking for us and so there is a different type of it's not personal there's just a connection there and this is where i think repurposing hangouts come in to play because Absolutely. you saw me struggle a few minutes ago in fact i should probably make a, a, a the scott treatment of just that struggling moment where i was all over the place and i'm sure you know, I'm embarrassed a little bit, but the people in the comment stream are going to forgive me that. But three months from now, a stranger from Cornwall or someplace is going to be watching this, if it's unedited, and they're going to say, man, who is that guy? You know, I don't have time for this. Whereas if Philomena were to just edit out all of those embarrassing moments, they will see this and they'll think, hey, he's pretty, he's pretty terrific because he just got right to the point. So that's where I think that repurposing makes these sorts of citizen produced programs evergreen. And, I just, and I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to go to that now. So now we're really getting into repurposing because we want to discuss that. Um, but what I just wanted to very briefly touch on what Scott's been saying, I just wanted to draw this out a little bit more. And he's, he's, you've brought it out a couple of times now, Scott. And I want, from a marketing perspective, there's two ways to actually you know, get yourself out there. One is to go look for people in the world that might be interested in what you're selling. So that's one way. Really hard work, traditional marketing, you know, you need million pound budget and all the rest of it. Or someone, or you put the content in, out there for people to find, and you've touched on this a couple of times. And whenever you create a hangout on air, you've just created what we call what I call in our social media marketing course is a bee and flower situation. Plant a flower in a field, eventually a bee is going to turn up. You start planting lots of flowers, eventually bees are going to turn up. So when you start creating hangouts on air and you you're optimizing them correctly, like you said earlier, it brings them all together. And I think that's a really powerful point. But I really do want to get to repurposing content because there is a problem with hangouts on air. And that is when someone has, has, has never come across one before, and maybe they're not completely committed to the subject, or maybe, like you say, they, they start watching, there's a lot of what we call waffle in, the, in England in there. It's an hour long. And that can be a major weakness. Now, don't get me wrong. We've got hour-long hangouts in there, extremely popular, and people watch them forget because they're really committed to the subject, and they understand the value, and they want it. But for someone out there, that's not necessarily the case. And that's where we come to repurposing, isn't it, Scott? So, because now, because we've been talking about repurposing, we haven't actually really explained what repurposing is. So can you give us a, a, a little introduction? We'll start talking about yeah. this, this subject. The, the, the very moment that the, the light came off in my head was when um, Todd Hartley was talking about what, what he does, and that is that he videotapes uh, a physician, a doctor, maybe a, a nurse, someone in the medical field, and ask, you know, five or, you know, ask 10 or 15 questions and get 10 or 15 answers. And he would make, turn those into video frequency, frequently asked questions. And 
each of the frequently asked question answers were a minute and a half to two minutes. It's a thing. And, and then Ronnie Bincer uh, said, well, you know, Scott, that's, uh, you, you should call it a golden nugget. And, uh, and a golden nugget is one way, not the only way, but the a primary way of repurposing these hangouts on air. And that is a single subject topic answering a specific question, certainly with less than five minutes and a minute and a half to three minutes would probably be ideal. So that's, that's the repurposing. And one can repurpose it just by, you know, snipping it together. Uh, but I would say that there is value in taking something that might be five or eight minutes and just chopping out what's unnecessary. Uh, and then whatever's left over is that golden nugget. So whenever you find a golden nugget out in the, in the wild, usually you've got to take, you know, all of the other material that's surrounding the golden nugget and get rid of it. And then when you're done with it, there it is. And that's what people are wanting. And that's when you're not wasting their time. Okay. So and now we've got, so now we've got, we call it snippets. So now we've got this really concentrated key thought that answers usually a specific question or an idea or a thought, and it's really useful. Like you say, it's short form, but now we can use that to link back to our big chunk of content. Bingo. So here's the answer to your question, but you probably don't have just one question. It's probably nest of questions. And I answer all of them. Are you you know, you can find out and then, well, maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit, put out the same information, I would say, for the most part on YouTube, like we are right now that you would have in your course. It's just that people are going to have to work really hard to kind of gather and organize the information. Eventually, it would come up to them. You know, I could do all of this hard work and, and look at 15 different videos and piece it together or just take Mark's course in the first place. It's all organized for me and I'll be able to get right to it. It's sort of like everything we've been talking about on steroids, sequential golden nuggets, as it were. Hmm. And, and, and that's, that's, I want really people, and obviously there's a bit of a nickname on Google plus for Scott. When he does this, it's called the Scott treatment. Um, and Philomena started doing this and I wanted to share this with people because yeah, and I think we took Mark touched on it in, in previous hangouts. I'm not sure if we actually broadcast it was in the green room. But when Phil first started doing this, she said, I'm gonna I'm, I'm listening to Scott, I'm gonna do these snippets. And I said, Yeah, okay, but don't put it on my channel. You know, I don't want a dead video on my channel. Put it on your channel and let's see what happens. So she put it on her channel. Within an hour, she'd had something I don't know, within a, a couple of hours, she'd had something like twenty hits or twenty-two hits. And I was like, right, quick, Phil, take it off your channel and put it on mine. <laughs> so she quickly took it off, <laughs> put it on my channel, and now we've got these snippets. And just so people understand what actually happens, because you've got to remember, a Hangout on Air is a long-form video, and that's a hard thing to sell to somebody who doesn't, hasn't bought in to you or your show or doesn't know what it's about. They see an hour in YouTube. And people will say, you don't put hour-long videos on YouTube. You can. You can do it, but you've just got to make the path easier. So, and then she put, so she put these snippets out. She tried it. And in the, first week she, in the first week she tried it, on the first Hangout she did, within about a week, she'd added 200 hits to the channel from those four snippets. So that's in one week. Now those, you know, the, those hits will drop off, but they're there now in search. And every week we get an, each one of those videos. We're probably getting five or ten more hits on those snippets. And the view account on the on on the thing and the subscriptions we get from those, you know, we can actually see that those are bringing subscriptions in. So people are subscribing to the channel. They're consuming the content. It's in bite size, and then they move to the big video. And then they start getting brought into the community. And it becomes really powerful. But there's something else, isn't there, Scott? Um, I know we've sort of touched on this before. But what's the value, the SEO value, of four snippets versus one hangout? Do you want to just discuss that? 
Oh, well, uh, and and actually, <laughs> you you uh, you you put together a a course uh, on this and the utilization of G plus. So I'm I'm almost uh, scared to uh, say too much about it because I've. It's not that you said anything that I hadn't heard before. It's just that during your course, you had said it all together, one after another, and I, you had talked about things that I had, rem uh, things that I had forgotten, and bring it, bringing it to, um, to, to bear. So, the, the, the big thing is that if you have people who come and visit you, that's a great plus, and then the amount of time that they spend on your channel that's a big plus am i am i is, is this yeah what i was I, thinking of yeah what i was thinking about scott was when we talk about and i think it was you that came up was, was talking about this and it might have been you and terry i was talking just about oh it might have been terry that brought it up there terry lee britain but when you've got one hangout you've got one title and you was there on this conversation there's there's one title there's one description there's one set of tags when you've got multiple snippets, that's dealing with one question. Now you're niching down. Then you've got another snippet, which is dealing with another topic, another one, and the SEO value increases. Are you with me? You, uh, well, basically, uh, of course, you've got and you've got potentially one transaction if you've just got an hour long, and and someone might look at it if you're lucky for three or four minutes, seven minutes maybe. Hardly ever will they look at the whole thing. They might skip through it. I mean, that's how I look at, that's how I consume a lot of hangouts on air is that I just sample it throughout and I feel I get 50 or 80% of the value at a tenth of the amount of time that it takes because time is the currency. Put out a lot of snippets and then all of a sudden you've got 20 or 30 transactions that are there. And I will be more than happy to invest in two minutes here and two minutes there. And all of a sudden it's a half an hour later and uh, I, I've spent more time on your channel and I've had more interactions with it. And I'm, I might even be more likely to comment on it or to share something. I'm not going to share an entire hour or something or other with my friends necessarily and say, hey, watch this, because that's a huge investment. So it's got to be really good. But if you say something, Mark, that I think is, wow, that's just perfect. I've got to share that with my friends. I'd be more than happy to do, do that. So all of a sudden, they share, they might share it as well because it's, it's, it's easy to share something that's a minute or two. That's the network. So now there are your 3,000, you know, viewers who are brought to you because so many people have shared it down so many generations. Yeah, and it just, it just gets so, so powerful. And, and the other thing about the SEO as well is if you've got an hour-long video and somebody only watches five minutes of that, in terms of YouTube ranking, that's not that good. But if you've got a three-minute video and someone watches 100% of that, that's actually going to rank better in terms of search because you know YouTube see that, hey, they watched the whole video. This whole video gets watched a lot. Therefore, this is going to rank well in search. So snippets then start to become really powerful in that sense as well. Yeah, precisely. I uh, and so, the, so all, and so now you've got Udemy instructors or instructors for online instruction. And instead of being, what am I going to do next, or how am I going to differentiate myself from the crowd? Here's a perfect pathway. I mean, you you almost get two for the price of one. Go on, do Hangouts on Air. It improves your video production skill so that when you're actually doing your Udemy course, and this might be a topic for another Hangout on Air, you know, the, production, the, the approach to video production for a Udemy course, I think, is different than the approach that one has for a Hangout on Air. But the Hangout on Air can only improve one's video production prowess. And the present. For Udemy. Yeah, and I think we're talking about presence as well because you know one of the one of the things when you're doing video production, you know, you know, I've talked about this before. We, you know, we have clients in, we do video production, and the issue a lot of the time is getting them to relax and getting them to be natural, and you've got to get that out of your system. So 
uh, you know, we'll come back to this point we made earlier. It's going to make you a much better presenter, especially if you're doing talking heads. So there's so much, there's so much stuff here. And the other thing is as well, which we started doing an OV right now, and you might be listening to this as a podcast. Because what we're doing now is we're taking the whole audio from the show, we've created a podcast from that, that's going to go onto iTunes. You know, if you're listening on iTunes, on the podcast right now, and I'm going to say, you know, come and check out the online video ed uh, education entrepreneurs community. You will uh, find a circuitous route in, in the uh, iTunes description. Find us. Come and find us. You see, and now all of a sudden, what have we done? We've taken one hangout on there, which in terms of video production has the least investment in time required to create video content. So we didn't really touch on that. We started at the beginning. We take that big topic. We build community. We get people engaged. We get people excited about the conversation. We take, we break down into small snippets. We create a podcast. We, now we fully stopped our YouTube channel. For my YouTube channel, every week, I'm guaranteed a minimum of four new videos, just from one hangout. And and every video and every podcast and you know there there's also Pinterest which surprisingly is is very powerful. Every one of these elements has a call to action, and it all probably points to exactly the same place. So all ro all roads lead to Rome. All roads lead to maybe in this case it's your website. So and. And you've got hundreds, eventually you'll have hundreds of those signposts out there that people will stumble upon or they'll come upon uh, very deliberately, but they're all pointing to the very same destination. Is that, and that's, is that, that, that work? That's, that's a key point, Scott. I really want to, you know, grab that there. You know, they point to it, they all start pointing to that one destination. And this is good content marketing, good content marketing. At the beginning, you have to create lots of content. And you need a mechanism for creating content fast that's of a good quality that people will engage with. And you need to get that out there. And when Udemy instructors they start, they don't know how to market. They're just like, where do I start? Let's give out some free coupons. Like, no, no, no. Get some content out there. Get some free content out there. And Hangouts are extremely powerful for that. So I guess I guess if we uh, uh, if we want to sum things up a little bit uh, from my point of view, it's the best of both worlds because people who are paying attention to us right now, I believe, are early adopters. A year from now, the landscape is going to be entirely different. But right now, people who are you know engaged are being first. Okay, so that's half of the equation. The other half is be overwhelming. And when you can have something like a hangout on air, where you are sharing your expertise, where you're sharing your passion, and you cut it up into a number of different packages, all you're doing is you're serving it up in ways that people want to consume, consume it. That way you get to be overwhelming, be first, be overwhelming. And that's the way that at the end of the day, you'll be exactly where you want to be on Udemy or whatever platform you use for your online courses, in my opinion. Now, Scott, I've got to ask you a question. Are you going to be doing a Udemy course on repurposing? If not, why not? And if so, when? I Well, not only uh, I, I'm going to be doing it because I feel that I have to, have to, have to do a Udemy course, and I want to. And what I decided was there are things that I've learned in the last couple of years that are surprising about the repurposing of Hangouts on Air. And you just happen to be a guest on the Ray Hilt's The Lunch Bunch show. And I've, uh, I've already, you know, sliced and diced it fairly extensively. And what I will be doing is I'll be using, utilizing your appearance there. I think I've cleared this with you first. Maybe not. Uh, I have with <laughs> everyone else. Completely fine, but, anyway, Scott. Well, I, I was thinking. Well, now I'm putting you on the spot, of course, because you're you're live, and so yeah. Forth. Well, it's live. Anyway, you got my permission. I can't take it back. My, uh, my my intent is to be able to use that as an example of being able to show before and afters and and when I do a, a split edit and how I and one of the great things about Hangouts on Air is that the the video quality is just poor enough that you can you can get away with murder in terms of editing. Whereas if the production values were a little bit higher, then 
the audience would be able to see that immediately and call you on it. So I'm going to be, that will be what my Udemy course is going to be about. Because what, what, the reason I've, I've mentioned that is because we've had a great discussion. I've absolutely loved it tonight. But there's some really, and we haven't got time, but there's some really powerful techniques to cut your workflow down. You know, because I know that, you know, Phil at the moment, she can take a hangout in air and she's getting down to about two hours to create four, three or four snippets. But there's some techniques you need to do. There's some strategies you need to use. And what, what I'm going to do is when Scott has this course done, it's going in the YouTube description. So you might be watching this a month from now and it will be there. It won't be there tomorrow because we've got to give Scott a little bit of time. But now we're going to put pressure on him because, Scott, that needs to go in the bottom here I, i'm giving people a promise it needs to be down here in the bottom of the youtube description and yeah. you know if you're on listen to the podcast come and find it but what i want you people to do is get really excited about the potential of hangouts and how we can use them you know if you're doing a cookery show you know aslin blorb does a brilliant uh job with her hangouts you know She's released a course to an audience that she's already developed because she's been doing Hangouts on there. If you're doing crafts, you can do that. If you're doing programming, you can do screen shares. There's nothing you can't use to create some free content to bring people back to your community or to paid content. It's extremely, extremely powerful. So I just want to check the comment stream in the side, make sure we haven't missed anything because me and you have been just... Get the, enjoying the conversation so much, I haven't had a time to look at the Q and A. Um, I always love Rob's uh, takeaways. Rob from Creature Design, citizen produced videos and Hangouts in there can be repurposed. That's his takeaway number one. Number two, Hangouts in there can create social proof. Number three, community Hangouts in there YouTube linked by community and collaboration. Number four, golden nuggets have value, resellable content, and five Hangouts on there can create buy-in to your course. So I think, you know, Scott, uh, Scott Rob's really drawn a lot out there. Um, and I just wanted to, uh, Christine Bowers asked, what's your point of view on the impact of the new YouTube partner terms on Hangouts and video content production? Christine, I haven't seen that, so I can't really comment on that. And we're at the end of the show, so unfortunately, it's not something we can cover this time. Um, and Creature Design saying you can't charge for attending a Hangout there, but you could download the AVR, edit it, and use the content in your course. Actually, there are ways to actually use this as a webinar style, and there's some tools out there that you can use with Hangouts in there and put them behind a paywall. I don't recommend it because you've got to remember this is free. I use it as free content to drive to my premium. But what you can do is you can take the stuff, you can add Hangouts in there to your Udemy course, and that's perfectly acceptable. I've done it in a, one of my courses. Uh, Phil said she's really pleased with the results from the snippets we're getting, and so all the credit there goes to Scott. Um, and I think I've covered all the Q&A. Obviously, if I haven't seen your comment in the other stream, I can't see it on mine, and Phil's not helping me, so I can't pick that up. Um, but what I want to do now, Scott, is uh, want to start thinking about you know our closing thoughts. I want us to inspire some people. So you know. What's your closing thought? What, what, what? Oh, obviously, we're going to put your, your free course in the thing below when you're done. I'm going to put um, a link down there to uh, a free Udemy course. If you want a free Udemy, one of my courses free, I'm going to put a link down there. Um, so you can save yourself a lot of money there. But Scott, closing thoughts. Well, uh, I think that um, several years ago, 20, well, 30, 40 years ago, you had people who would dictate letters and then secretaries would type them up. And, you know, uh, if you wanted a brochure to be published, then you had to go out to a printer and, and pay for it. Uh, then uh, word processing came along, there's Wang, and then there was WordPerfect, and then there's Microsoft Word, and then all of a sudden people started word processing, and now everyone does their own self-publishing. It is a 20th century skill that anyone who doesn't know how to do word processing really was behind the scenes. And I think video is the 21st century equivalent to that, where now, People have smartphones. There are lots of options for learning how to edit. I would really encourage people to become video production and editing literate because it's a skill that will serve you for the rest of your life. It's not, it's not going to go away. Uh, and then if not everyone 
is going to want to take the time and the effort to be able to do that so you can take your projects to a certain point and then you might choose to turn it on over to someone else or to a term team to then finish the video production but even if you turn it over to someone else at a particular point you'll be at least knowledgeable enough about video production so that you can remain engaged and talk to them as peers rather than as at the, at their mercy so i would encourage people to use Hangouts on air, but then also to download them and just become knowledgeable about video editing as a, an essential 21st century skill. That's excellent. Thank you for that, Scott. I hope everyone's enjoyed uh, the discussion. I've loved it because I'm passionate about Hangouts and what we can do with them. I know Scott's uh, very passionate about Hangouts and how we can use them. I hope it's really given you, you know, some ideas. I hope it's really given you some thoughts you know, to help you market your Udemy course. You might be watching this and you don't even know what Udemy is, an online training platform where you can sell training and you might just want a product or service or a business. But Hangouts on Air can be so powerful. And, you know, what, what Scott's doing on the platform on Google+, Plus. if you need any Hangouts with uh, help with repurposing, you know, Scott's your man. If you need any training assistance or even if you need it doing, Scott's your man. Go and find Scott Scowcroft, follow him. He would, he's going to help you with this. So um, thank you for your time, Scott. You're a great contributor in the community, and it's been a real pleasure having you in the member spotlight. And uh, we'll catch up with everybody next week, and we're going to have a really good chat next week. This was good. But next week's going to be really, 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 really good. So we're going to have to upsell it from this one. Can we do that, Scott, do you think? I think so. Okay. Thank you, everybody. And uh, thank you for watching, and leave thank your comments below. Thank you.